Welcome to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Welcome to issue 58 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm apparently still Marjorie. I am not Arnie anymore. I am a dark overlord from the Nexus of Sonobus. Whoa. I, uh, I'm Justin. How you doing? <laughs> Are you, you feeling okay, Arnie? You still sick? <laughs> I'm fine. I think I had some Cajun sushi that didn't agree with me. Cajun sushi. Mmm, <laughs> sounds delicious. So I just had a situation. What's that? Cautionary tale. If you decide to hang up your super helicarrier by strings, be prepared for it to fall down. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Right above my flat screen TV. I'm surprised there's no damage. Wow. Oh, did it land on the television? It must have bounced off of it because it was up when I left and it's down now. So I haven't even had a chance to like really observe the damage. Was it the super helicarrier? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I might have a spare in case you get screwed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that the TV isn't broken. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, that's a lot more expensive than a Super Helicarrier. Now I am considering taking down the Millennium Falcon, which has been strung up for two and a half years now with no problems. I don't know why this one came down. I'm going to have to launch a crime scene investigation. I'll be going over the, like the string, see if the string broke or if the... Helicarrier snapped and gave way or what? (laughs) It was acid. Somebody put acid on. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's such a mess back there. All the cords and wires and figures and accessories buried in it. Uh, That's a good three hours out of my day on Saturday. Well, you'll have to let us know next week how bad things broke. I'll, I'll... check in with the status report. I'm hoping we didn't lose any good men out there. What happened is when you weren't looking, Nick Fury decided that you weren't going to nuke Manhattan and he fired off a RPG. <laughs> I do wonder if it was a weight thing. Like, I'm trying to remember who the last figure to go on was who put it over the weight capacity. Hulk? It could have been Hulk. See, I was thinking it, if it was a big figure, that would make sense. But it would be funnier if it was like you just added Herbie from the Fantastic <laughs> Four 3-pack. and that's the thing that broke the back in all honesty i think it might have been black widow because i remember taking her down and reposing her after we talked about the differences between hers the you know the original pack and the target pack i think she was the last one to go up again damn her widow (laughs) it was the variant that extra (laughs) paint on there (laughs) all right well we have a big show this week almost as big as the helicarrier that fell (laughs) Almost as big as the mess Justin's cleaning up this weekend. (laughs) And we'll start it off with... The Spectacular Store Report. Well, it seems like Walmart is the one place that's been paying off for me lately because I finally almost pulled an Arnie. I've been looking on eBay and I've been looking on Amazon and a few other online stores and almost was ready to pay $23 just for the translucent variant Sue Storm figure because it's been out there for months and months. I mean, I know you got it from a retailer somewhere a while back already, Arnie, right? Yeah, and I paid 23 for the entire pack, so... Right. And, you know, I mean, I even played the game of ordering it from Hasbro Toy Shop, wondering if, you know, they just didn't update the picture or whatnot because of all the confusion. So I've been ready to pull the trigger and almost, almost did. And then the other day, sitting on the shelf at Walmart, there it was. And I was more than happy to give them the $24 for that pack for my fourth thing and my fourth Herbie and my fourth Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're Fantastic Four, because they made you buy four of each character. <laughs> but I finally have my full-on translucent Sue Storm. It's just a shame that we can't customize her to make the half-translucent Sue Storm that we were promised originally. Yeah. Yeah, I almost forgot about that one. Where It was just part of her arm and her leg. Yep. I have an eBay save search up in case a prototype ever leaks out. Nice. 
I would like that one too. But this time, if they do come out with that one, let's just individually Carter. Let's not make us buy any more of the <laughs> guys. <laughs> I agree. But along with that pack, they're shipping the Heroic Age Heroes pack, which is the Red Hulk, the Iron Man, and Thor. All repaints, but it's Red Hulk in the brand new Hulk sculpt, which is awesome. And then another repaint of Thor and another Extremis Iron Man, but Red Hulk in the new body. It is very cool. It is a good head on that Hulk, too. I mean, Red Hulk has a very distinctive face and hairline, and they can't just get away with painting a green Hulk and making that work. They did a good job by using the head they did on that. Yep. And then also, they're shipping one of the most popular packs again that classic heroes with the classic gold c-3po iron man and the classic thor remember that pack from when the line first launched i think it had the buckethead hulk in there yep 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 that one was on the shelf again too so people who missed that one way back when are gonna have another shot at it again so it's nice that those are coming out after being out for so long Yeah, I was a little worried about those packs. I did end up getting them really inexpensively. I got the Red Hulk pack online, and it was like $24 shipped. And the Invisible Sue Storm one, I was worried about her, and I picked her up for around the same price shipped. So I got them at pretty much retail pricing, but you can never tell with these things when or if they'll hit and what's going to become the next Guardians of the Galaxy and what's going to become the impossible-to-find thing. Yeah, I remember a few weeks ago you had bumped across that X-Force pack and you couldn't remember if it was new or not. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I had to think about it too for a second. I was like, nope, yep, that one's out, that one's out, because I know I have a gray Deadpool laying around. So <laughs> they can be confusing out there on the shelves, especially when you see something that's not Guardian of the Galaxies, like you said. Well, Arnie and I have been shopping for a new sofa for our study. And I was looking around, our style kind of strays more towards modern and unique. So I was looking at this store called Orange Skin, and they had a Ben Grimm sofa. It's just called the Ben Grimm. (laughs) It is the weirdest looking sofa ever. It's orange, gray, and white, and it's configurable. You can move it into different shapes. It's so weird. I think it's very odd that they called it the Ben Grimm. I can kind of see where the inspiration comes from, because like you said, they're kind of interlock, kind of like the rock pattern on thing. I can see that it was inspired by looking at his body. It's just really different and bizarre. It just That's one of the things that struck me was, who names a sofa the Ben Grimm? And here's the funny thing is I'm like, ooh, that sounds like a really cool sofa. I have to, oh no, that's kind of... It's definitely modern and funky. What's funny is at the bottom is another sofa that they call the Palace, but they might as well call the Magneto. It's red and purple. <laughs> the Magneto Lego. <laughs> that's cool that... Somebody was neat enough to call it the Ben Grimm. Are both versions called Ben Grimm? Because they have a different color. Yeah. That looks like it would work well in like a ski lodge in like 1984. Exactly. I think I might have to get it. Although it scares me that the price is you have to inquire. If Sir has to ask, Sir cannot afford it. (laughs) Yeah. You look at some of their other stuff and they have them in rooms on walls that have like $10 million paintings on the wall and stuff like that. It's expensive enough that they could fend off a lawsuit from Disney if it ever came to it. (laughs) Forget Disney. Michael Chiklis is going to come after him personally. (laughs) He needs some money. (laughs) And don't forget, if you're finding anything in stores, leave us a voicemail, 803-MARVEL-4. That's 803-627-8354. Let us know what you're finding. Give us a review of figures or... Tell us what you think about the new stuff showing up online. Well, moving off the sofa and into... Sales to Astonish! Last week, I talked about the comic packs I got from Hasbro Toy Shop. I also had ordered the Amazing Spider-Man gift set, which, of course, angered me because I wanted the free shipping for orders over $50, and I had pre-ordered this gift set, and it was showing in stock when I placed the order for the comic packs, but they still hadn't shipped me mine. But I finally got this gift set from them, too. They just love screwing me over so I can't ever get free shipping. (laughs) They've got your number. I think they may have yours, Justin, because this is a set I think you'll be ordering either from Hasbro.com or Walmart.com. It seems to they call it an online exclusive. It is the exact same box and type of set 
that Walmart had last year as an exclusive. Remember, they had the Marvel four pack and there was the clear shield cap that we had to find. And then it went on massive clearance December 26th. Mm hmm. The big, tall, skinny square box. Yep. It is that exact same box. But you were right. You have a keen eye, sir, because I didn't notice even when I ordered, but you were dealing with four, count them, four translucent figures. Nice. (laughs) Ordering now. It is a nice selection of characters, too. And they come with a good deal of accessories that actually do add some value in certain ways and in other ways go into the Galactus box of parts. (laughs) You've got Spider-Man, who... All of his blue parts are translucent blue, and it adds a really kind of different look to him. I mean, admittedly, Spider-Man's not supposed to be see-through in places, but given how many Spider-Men we have, this, from a distance, especially in shadow, just makes it look like a really reflective, shiny blue. But you hold it up to the light, it is quite clearly translucent. Yeah, for as much digging on the gimmick of glow-in-the-dark that we did a couple episodes back... I realized that translucent figures is a gimmick in itself, but to my eye, this is so much cooler than a lame glow-in-the-dark feature. I think it works better, even if it is a little bit gummy. What's really funny, though, is the entire body is this translucent blue, but they painted over it in red and black, and where it's painted over, you would have no clue it's translucent. And they did a great job of, like, putting the spider logo on the back with the translucent blue. Just the attention to detail here is astonishing. He's an old articulation buck. I think he might actually be from either the Amazing Spider-Man line or the previous defunct Spider-Man line. There is no ankle articulation. There's just single hinge knee. There's ball jointed hips. There's the mid forearm wrist articulation. There's elbow articulation that is swivel and bend ball-jointed shoulders, and then a ball-jointed head. No torso articulation, but I think it's because of the translucent plastic that they went with this buck, trying to use less pieces in the buck and a more expensive plastic. Well, looking at these, these are all from the Spider-Man line. They didn't cross over and use any Marvel Universe figures. You know, they could have done it with Spider-Man or Hobgoblin, but they went with the figures that they had. I mean, that's fine. It sticks with the theme. Spider-Man comes with a ton of accessories. You get not one, but two giant web goo shooters that sit on his forearms. Web goo shooter. Looks like he's got <laughs> lobster claw arms, though, with those. They're spring-loaded. They're web-patterned. I kind of like the paint job on them, but they're silly. He comes with actually one that I would perhaps see myself using for display, which is the suction cups with the little zip line in between, so you can have him dangling or zipping if you want a play feature. You can dangle your Spider-Man. And then there's one that's really funny because in the package, I thought this was the best accessory ever. And then I got it out and it isn't. It looks kind of like a cricket racket of a web. (laughs) It looks like a snowshoe. Yeah, a little bit like a snowshoe, but it's a web pattern. And I'm like, I like that it's expanding. It starts small and gets bigger as it goes out. It has a little nubbin on the end. I honestly thought that I might pop off his hand and it would go into his wrist and be like a prosthetic web hand but i think he's just supposed to grab it and it's like he's shooting a web or holding a web or something but it's such flimsy plastic that the moment i put it in his hand the thing just drooped and so it looks like he's kind of he's got performance issues i'm thinking more like if you're on a road trip and you just can't make it to the rest stop it's about the angle of peeing in the wild So it just, it's really, it's almost like a weird feather duster for Spider-Man. Well, it looks like it was meant for something else or to go with something. What are those two holes for? They look like there's a couple of holes machined in there, like it's supposed to snap into something else. I didn't know if he's supposed to like use his web shooter hands because they're the same right distance apart for his web hands. But then he's got this weird kind of like, I'm number one foam hand going on. Maybe it's for her burlesque show. <laughs> yeah, it could be a giant fan. I don't know why it has what looks like a plug at the end that would appear to go in something like a wrist hole, and why it has two holes at the other end. I don't know. Am I supposed to turn it in a circle and make it plug itself up? I'm not really sure what this is for. 
Interesting concept, poor execution because of the flimsy plastic. But let's get to the villains, because Spider-Man, with the Amazing Spider-Man movie, we don't need another Spider-Man, do we? At least not an Amazing Spider-Man, even in Translucent Blue. No, I'm fine with just the one. So, let's get to Translucent Red Carnage. Yeah. Okay, here's the problem. I just gotta say this. With the translucent and the black, he looks so freaking deformed. The optical illusion is just tremendous, isn't it? It makes him just look really gnarly. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I love that about him. And just the way he looks, the way the black works on the translucent, the fact that Carnage is always this ever-morphing kind of thing anyway. I actually really like this sculpt of Carnage they use. It's a great head. It's like right off the Maximum Carnage cover. I just finished rereading that arc, and it's like just straight off of it coming at me. Ah! (laughs) The visual was best on that, I'm gonna say. You guys are missing out. <laughs> and then you get all this black all over me. He's got these really funky hands. And I think the translucent plastic with the black on it really helps show off this sculpt in a way that the solid plastic one didn't. Yeah, and here's here's an instance where the translucent can make a little sense. You know, nobody really knows real world what, you know, the symbiote might be like. I mean, it, it'd be fun to imagine that it is a little bit gelatinous and see-through. But this is one of the figures where the sculpt is so good that I remember when we first reviewed it, we couldn't even ding it for lack of articulation. You know, it'd be nice to have ankles and wrists, but I'm not going to ding it because it doesn't, because it is such a nice sculpt. And the thing with Carnage was, after Venom became so popular, they had to turn him into a hero. They needed a new Venom who's even worse than Venom, so they made Carnage just this unstoppable killer who would take his hand and turn it into an axe and cut people's heads off, and you just cannot redeem this guy, so that way there would never be him as a hero. He comes with a red symbiote axe. Nice. Now, it has two holes on it that I know what they're for. You put your fingers in the holes, because then Carnage can hold his axe. Now, I can't remember what accessories he came with, but that axe seems familiar. So does the lobster claw. These are all repurposed accessories I've seen before, but they're now in this translucent plastic. Very nice. So yeah, he comes with this also little lobster claw that can pop out, and then you push the button and it closes. I like it because it's got the symbiote look. I could see Carnage morphing into that, but yeah, Galactus box. (laughs) The third one is probably the least impressive of the three villains. It is the Scorpion, and he is completely translucent green with some painted dark green parts. Interesting you say that, because to me, that one, I mean, obviously Carnage is the coolest, but I thought that one really made use of the translucent the best with that green. He's eye-catching to me, more so than Hobgoblin. I would put him above Hobgoblin, which we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, we'll talk about Hobgoblin, but Hobgoblin's my favorite. Here's what I think is kind of interesting. Remember the original Scorpion figure? When we looked at it, we discovered that his eyes were translucent, so his whole head was originally cast translucent yellow and then painted over, so his eyes glowed. On this one, it looks like they painted over the eyes and left the rest of the head translucent. The thing that just doesn't work for me, I think, is the sculpt of the tail. It makes him impossible to stand unless he's resting upon the tail. Yeah, that tail really messes up an otherwise great figure. There's really no reason to have incorporated a play feature in there. I don't mind it so much. I kind of like the way the tail has its little stinger at the end and things. And it's the one thing, this little rocket in it. I'd leave it in. It adds a stinger feature. But yeah, it's the tail that kills this figure for me because it's got weird articulation to it and it ends up just being a crutch for him to stand. I mean, he stands, he looks like he has this big, long intestine coming out of his bum. (laughs) Yeah, you almost have to have it up over his his shoulder. And then he will not stand. Does he have foot pegs? Does have foot pegs. And you know what? If the tail is all the way forward and he is on an extraordinarily flat surface and leaning forward, he will balance tentatively. But it is really, you've almost got to reach his arm out in front of him for balance. (laughs) It's geriatric scorpion. So that's what dings him is just, I don't know, he just doesn't do it for me. I kind of like the buggy look of him, but he's by no means the classic scorpion that I like the way the carnage is classic carnage. He reminds me kind of like of spectacular Spider-Man redux of Scorpion. This one leaves me kind of meh, but I do like the green translucence. I will 
definitely say it's a nice paint job. It's a nice plastic. It's just the overall sculpt doesn't do much for me. But my favorite figure, and this surprised the living hell out of me, is the Hobgoblin. He is translucent purple, but the translucence is so subtle that I really had to look to see the translucence. And the rest of it is the solid orange plastic, and so it makes it a nice accent, whereas Scorpion looks like a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> You're right, he does look like a Jolly Rancher, by the way. This is very nice and subtle, because it looks like it's just kind of like a deep, bright, bluish purple with some hideous orange. He was definitely the one that I wasn't 100% positive was going to be translucent in any areas, but that's pretty cool. And I'm really glad they used this Spider-Man sculpt of Hobgoblin, because I like his tattered cape, I like the head on him. If they'd done what they did in the main line and just taken the repainted Green Goblin and done this, I don't think it would have been quite as much fun. He's just a real fun figure to have in his crazy eyes, his weirded out face, his tattered cape. And he comes with a pumpkin bomb that's a nice rubbery and it's got the well-painted jack-o'-lantern face. And maybe because last week was Halloween, but I'm all about the pumpkin bomb. <laughs> Sounds like a brand of weed. Does it have a little peg on it to hold in his hand properly? Or am I thinking of the Marvel Universe one? You are thinking of the Marvel Universe one. This one, you have to tentatively rest in his hand. Aha. Uh -huh. And he comes with his glider, I assume? Yeah, he has a glider, which is also translucent. It has a fatal flaw in that while he has the little hooked boots that go in there, because of the head of the glider, it doesn't stand very well. He keeps falling over backwards, but it does come with one. I would take a silver glider out of the MU set and use it instead. But other than that, I mean, that's the only flaw I have is his accessory. His arm keeps popping off on me, too, because of how the solid orange plastic and the translucent, just the way it's together, fell out when I was taking him out of the package. It's fallen off several times since, but... That's a bummer. Is it broken or is it just popping out? Just popping out, the way the plastics are rubbing together. But they just did a great job painting up his face. I could have seen them going really cheap on the face or making the face translucent. They gave his face, like, orange in it, white pupils, green skin, and then orange hood, which are different than the orange in the mouth. Four colors on the face, translucent arms and legs. A nice figure. There's something about that orange that just screams fun toy to me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, I haven't felt that childish about the color of a toy since the original Yoda figure. There's something about that original Yoda where that green just looked like it might be glow in the dark. <laughs> but this orange, it just looks almost edible. You know what it is? Is It reminds me of, like, Beast Man from the old He-Man series with that color orange. Yeah. This figure, by the way, is hard to photograph right. This orange plays havoc with the white balance on the camera. I probably took a hundred photos of him trying to replicate the real orange in the lens. So have fun with that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but these were not the only Spider-Man figures I got. Oh, no. I have a very hard-to-find Spider-Man figure that I kind of bought on accident. <laughs> The Miles Morales Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man figure. Now, the way I say I bought this on accident is these are available on eBay, usually going for $30 to $40. And I saw one with a buy it now of $8. i am like, retail! Bing! And the picture was the standard Hasbro stock image. And it wasn't until after I'd hit the buy it now, commit to buy, that I realized, oops, they said loose. <laughs> and I could have backed out, but I've decided, eh, he's hard to find. It's an open one. I'll take him. And I'm glad I did. It's a cool look for this figure. You know, we've had an Ultimate Captain America, but this is the first original character from the Ultimate Universe we're getting in the Marvel Universe line. Nice. Yeah. Is now, which one is he a variant of? The regular Spider-Man that came out? Or is it the Future Foundation Spider-Man? Which one comes with the garbage bag on his back? Right. Yep. That's one I haven't seen in a while either. That's the red and blue. Yeah, because Miles Morales also comes... M Once Marjorie said it looks like he's got a garbage bag on his back. It does! That's all I can see this as now. <laughs> it, it looks like somehow he like got a Jolly Rancher on the outside of his backpack, laid it on the New York street, and it picked up every piece of trash because it was sticky. There's like a shoe <laughs> sticking out of it. and There's cameras in there. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a purple holster, like a fanny pack sticking out of there. Yeah, there's the camera with a flash. 
Unfortunately, it does draw attention in figure form to some flaws in the design of the character. And by flaws, I just mean they're boring. The entire back of the figure is black. There's nothing on his back at all. He might as well just be wearing a stealth jumpsuit for the CIA. (laughs) And it makes no sense why he would have a web pattern on his hood, but not extending it down his back. That's just a fashion faux pas right there. (laughs) I read these comics religiously. I'm a big fan of Bendis. And this was a suit given to him by S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury. And I think that they would have just had better fashion designers. Do you think they've got, like, Project (laughs) Runway going on in S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Of course they do. Yeah, they've got to bide their time. They're not always saving the world. There's a lot of days where they're not doing anything. Here's the thing is, I'm looking at the comic, and he has stuff on his back. Hasbro just didn't paint the back of this figure. Now, I want to stress, I got a loose figure on eBay. Could this be an early release that is missing its back paint app? Could this be some weird variant could it even be i don't think it's a custom job the paint is just it it's, feels too regular to be a custom job but it's missing a lot of details on the back it could be possibly a paint error or just laziness on hasbro's part but i'm looking at the six inch version that just came out and he has the web pattern continuing down his head about halfway down to his shoulders and then the spider emblem on his back see that's what he has in the comic here My figure just has a plain black back, which admittedly, if I put the garbage on his back, it's covered by a backpack, so you wouldn't see it anyway. Maybe they intend for that to be the case, but it seems like laziness. The other thing that happened is they gave him silver eyes, but it almost looks like the red paint was absorbed by the silver paint, like the silver paint was porous, and it turned his eyes pink. Oh, It could be an optical illusion because just the red around it, it could be a reflection. That could be, but it looks like pink eye. I agree. It does look like pink eye. (laughs) No one should feed him any Worcestershire sauce. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little bummed that they chose this Spider-Man body because we've had better Spider-Man bodies just recently and the eyes aren't necessarily as accurate as they can be. I think there's a little too much red going on around the eyes. It should be just a thin outline rather than... It looks like a mask, almost. A mask over his mask. I'm glad they used the smaller buck, though. He's supposed to be a young teenager. Keeping him small, you know, we talked about that with the six-inch figure, is in line with the character. True. They could have possibly done a different head, and I would be okay with it. And I'm still going to get it. But I guess it leaves improvement for a second Miles Morales Spider-Man in the line. Because we always have to have Spider-Man in the line. Well, when we see a carded version, we're going to have to do a follow-up to see if they really did just laze out on the back like this. Because that's really disappointing if that's the case. Or if I have some weird, somebody smuggled it out of China before the paint app was finished figure. (laughs) There's no time. Let's get out of here now. Arnie needs his figure. (laughs) (laughs) So that everybody else may have it. Get it to the cooler. (laughs) We must get it to the cooler. Can I point out he has the best backpack or back accessory I've ever seen on a figure? It's so easy to get on and off. There's no silly peg hole. It actually fits. Yeah, you have to slide it over his arm and his head like you would in real life, but it doesn't look funny. It fits. Yeah, and it just it sits right where it's supposed to go. It's sculpted perfectly. I would actually keep the bag of trash on his back just to cover up the fact that it's black and boring. <laughs> But wait, that is not the only Spider-Man figure I have here that's really hard to find and perhaps not yet released in the States. (laughs) A listener in Australia got us the hookup and sent us a Amazing Spider-Man classic three-pack that is not available stateside yet. It was rumored to be a Kmart exclusive. I thought it was a Kmart exclusive in Australia. He got all of them at Kmart, but there's no sticker on it, sporting the big red K. And our Kmart has had no sign of these. It is a multilingual package. So Anti-Venom has Stretch Arm Attack, as well as Attaque Bras Elastique, and Arm Attaque, and Attaque Con Brazo Extensible, and about nine others. It's in Russian, whatever TR is, P-L-G-R-D-K, Spanish, N-L, Italian, Portuguese, E, which is not English, D, Deutsch, 
F for French, and GB for Great Britain, I guess. Hmm. Interesting enough, Anti-Venom's name is on with a sticker. What is under Anti-Venom's sticker? It just said Venom! <laughs> Interesting. Pro-Venom. <laughs> yeah, pro-Venom. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly printed Anti-Venom. Nope, the entire sticker on the front says Anti-Venom too. It's a sticker. They printed the box to say Venom, even though they put a picture of a white Venom. Or is that just a sticker, too? No, no. <laughs> that is printed. At some point, you just say, screw it, and put Venom in the box. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but this is a three-figure set that comes with Spider-Man, Green Goblin, and Anti-Venom. It is comic series figures, for sure, even though I'm not seeing that on the box. At no point does it say comic series the way we get stateside. Now, much like the Amazing Spider-Man 4-pack we were talking about earlier, this is three Spider-Man figures just repainted from the old Spider-Man line. But in doing so, we do get one fan-favorite new figure who we will discuss last. First, we'll discuss yet another Spider-Man. This time, he is the black and red Spider-Man, which I don't think we've gotten black and red Spider-Man yet, have we, in this line? I know we've got him in 6-inch and on Marvel Legends, but I don't recall a 3 and 3 quarter black and red. I'm going to have to defer to you on that one because I definitely haven't picked up as many of the Spider-Man line as you have. But we did get a black and red one in Marvel Universe at one point. We did get black and red. I know we got a really dark blue, but this is as black as the Ultimate Spider-Man outfit is black. This is not a dark blue. This is not a navy. Sometimes I have to go to Marjorie and go, Marjorie, are these my navy pants or are these my black pants? But here's the thing, when I do that, it's always my navy pants, because I can tell what black is black, and this is black. All right, all right. <laughs> and I do not recall, even in the MU, getting a full black and red Spider-Man. So, it's a new paint app on a poorly articulated Spider-Man that you can't really pose like Spider-Man would ever pose. Toss him in the Galactus box. Eh, black and red, I'll just put him in the background. Spider-Man stands around and has conversations sometimes. <laughs> What we really need, since they're going to keep putting out Spider-Man, is that I've pulled my mask up over my nose so I can eat a sandwich, Spider-Man. Yeah, or kiss a girl. Or talk on the phone to Aunt May and sound like Peter. <laughs> now, he comes with an accessory of a giant web piece here, which is this translucent milky blue plastic and also has these weird nubbins on the end. I don't know what is with the plugs that they keep putting on these webs. Somebody needs to write in and tell me what I'm supposed to plug that into. Well, it fits in his hand, but he's very limp. That's what I said about the last one. I can find nowhere that this goes. Absolutely yeah. nowhere. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. The next figure we get is a repaint of the Green Goblin or Alice Cooper after eating some bad sushi. Because he has got some eyeliner like you would not believe. Whoa, guy liner. He's like Metro Goblin. But he's a really bright green, but instead of a purple outfit, I'd almost call it a mauve. Why does he have a serial number on his leg? They do that sometimes, especially on early runs. Most of my Iron Man 2 figures are also serial numbers. It's a Hasbro thing. You don't like it? I hate it. They usually get rid of it on second revisions, too. Which means, oh great, I've got the serial number variant. I've got the, I was in an internment camp variant. <laughs> he also is wearing a purse or his little goblin satchel where he keeps his goblin bombs. Now, this is... A different sculpt than the Hobgoblin, again, like the Amazing Spider-Man. He's got a totally different hood going on. It looks like it may be some hand reuse, but he's not wearing the tattered cape. He's got one eye wonky bigger than the other. He looks like Igor from Young Frankenstein. <laughs> Marty Feldman. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he comes with a pumpkin bomb, but this pumpkin bomb, unlike the Hobgoblins in the previous set, does not have the nice face paint. No, it doesn't. Is it soft and squishy? It is still soft and oh. squishy. Like the little BB, like the plastic BBs that you used to shoot. Little yellow guys? Yeah, exactly. That the ones you shot scenario. up our old mini blinds with? Yeah. Okay. And then he's got a goblin glider that comes in this really nice steel blue. I'd like buy a car in this color. It wouldn't be a pretty car. But I'd buy a glider in that color. It's not a bad figure. I don't know that I'd go to Australia for either of those figures. Wait, we're talking about going to foreign countries for figures? Because if that's a possibility, I'd like in on that. But let's talk about the whole reason that I had to have this set. And I 
had to pay international shipping rates. And thank you so much, Brad, for getting these for me, because it is all made worth it for anti-venom. He looks like a marshmallow. He does look like a marshmallow. It's kind of a weird thing. It's a weird story Dan Slott wrote when Eddie Brock, the venom symbiote, gave him cancer, and then he went to work at a shelter, and then... Turned out in his blood was anti-venom and had the ability to cure symbiotes and he became this white creature. But this is a repaint of the old Spider-Man venom that had all the symbioteiness coming off of his shoulders and things. But even though in the comic anti-venom was tall and thin because Eddie Brock had cancer and everything, this really, really works so well as a figure. It is almost like a big beefy future foundation spider-man but <laughs> he looks like just a big marshmallow nom 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 like marshmallow fluff meringue because he's got all these little things popping off of him. yeah i can see a meringue kind of look to it he's oddly shiny like not your normal shiny and that orange tongue is weird it looks like taffy the orange is the one thing i would ding i have gone back and looked the thing is, Anti-Venom never really had the tongue action, but he did have a red inner mouth, and since this is a sculpted Venom figure with the tongue, they just painted it orange, and it gives him a real Halloween look with the orange tongue. But still, I, it's a very striking figure. It is not going to blend in on your toy shelf. It doesn't look like anything else. Well, he's the whole reason I'm excited to, to get my hands on this pack. And I'm I'm a little concerned now that you've gone through all this trouble to get them here, and we're going to pay a little bit of a premium on them. This isn't a big deal. They're, these things are going to show up now. <laughs> but even if they do, it's a cool enough set, and it's not that much of a premium that it's going to hurt to have paid that much to have this pack in hand. I know you're not going to be happy with his articulation because there's no ankle articulation and everything, but I gotta love the detail that they sculpted a spine down the back on this and his head the way it bends in every direction. You can get some cool poses out of him even without all that articulation. But he has the funkiest accessory in the world. It is a big extension symbiote arm. Marjorie, touch the head. <laughs> oh, it's, oh my god. <laughs> It's rubbery. Look at that. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I reached in to pull it out and I immediately felt the front. I'm like, that feels spongy. Yeah. That's the same accessory that comes with the original Venom figure. Is it? Yep. That's right. But it was packaged vertically in that I never opened mine, so I never touched the Venom accessory. It's a weird, rubbery, spongy substance. But this allows him to really extend his arm out in a fun way. A fun, stretchy way. It looks like almost a punch you would see, like, from Dalsium in Street Fighter. <laughs> yoga fire! Yoga flame! So, Anti-Venom makes it all worth it. Now, Justin, you say this is going to show up. Here's the one reason why I think it might not. Even though the package outside, with its Anti-Venom stickers because it said Venom on it, says copyright 2012, there's an insert inside that says copyright 2011 Hasbro, all rights reserved. Hmm. And it is specifically Hasbro Europe in Middlesex, UK, and the Australia. Interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, never say never, and maybe Anti-Venom will be repacked into something over here, but you're right, that makes it feel like this is something that might not be coming over here. We were texting back and forth, and you were undecided, and I said, I give you one word why I go through this. Shocker. <laughs> yep. Shocker still has never shown up, and that there was enough to convince me that I do need to pull the trigger on it. It is well worth it. I like the Spider-Man. I kind of like Alice Cooper Goblin. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm in it strictly for the Venom. The Spider-Man and the Goblin, whatever. And now... I think we're actually going to be covering something that I complained in the end of a couple episodes ago we didn't get to because I need to warn listeners about a shopping experience I had that was fairly negative. So, Justin, I have a question when you order online. I know there are people who are so excited for their next collectible, like the Hot Toys, that they actually pay for that expedited shipping. They'll pay 50 80 sometimes $120 to get that toy first. Do you do that? Not anymore. 
I used to on rare occasions, but anymore, I think just with age and having collected for so long, I think you just eventually learn that if you just wait, it'll eventually be reasonable. My thinking is that I'll pre-order the item and things, but I have no problem waiting for the shipping. I have no problem getting the cheapest shipping. I'm a fan of super saver shipping from Amazon. I do not like giving UPS or anybody else my money except for the item. Because the less I pay on shipping is the more items I can buy with that money I saved on shipping. Very true. Well, a bunch of Kotobukiya Bishoujos were revealed around Toy Fair of this year, and last year even. And so, about a year ago now, I checked online and found that AFX, Action Figure Express, ShopAFX.com, had the cheapest price for the Bishoujos. And so I ordered four Bishoujos from AFX, and when checking out, I could choose individual shipping at a charge of about $20 a Bishoujo, or wait until they were all in stock and get them all at once, and pay $15 combined shipping. So I chose the ship them all to me at once option. Now, I've ordered from places like Amazon and others where, you know, General Giant doesn't give you this option because they have no way in their system to know what's a pre-order and when what's coming in. So they have this really annoying system that only lets you buy one thing at a time, even if it is in stock. So I don't like that, but I understand it, especially now after this tale I'm about to tell. But if you are allowed to pre-order items like this, I have had it happen where people will email me and say, listen, I need to charge you for this item because it is here, but I'm not going to charge you any shipping because we're going to store it for you and ship them all at once to save you combined shipping. But I never heard anything from AFX, nothing at all. And months pass and I email them and they're like, well, we're still waiting for this one. And I email them a couple months later, well, we're waiting for that one. And I know these things are coming out. I'm seeing them at cons. I know I have them pre-ordered. Well, finally, I do my research. All of them have come out. And I email them, and they go, yeah, we don't have the Miss Marvel binary variants anymore. They sold out, even though I had placed a pre-order, and she is now going for around double on eBay. And they had gotten them in and sold all of them and just ignored my pre-order. And they are just waiting for, like, the lotto for a time to come. Like, I'm spinning a wheel. And when all four Bishoujos come up in stock at once, then they'll finally fulfill the order. That is ridiculous. They shouldn't take orders if they're not going to hold the stock if you pre-order. What is the point? I feel like Seinfeld at the car rental place. Do you understand the concept of a pre-order? Do you know why I pre-order? I I don't think you do. It's the pre-order that holds it for me. Anybody can just take pre-orders. It's the holding of the pre-order. <laughs> oh, what a bummer, man. So I told them to go screw themselves and canceled the order. And admittedly, three of the four Bishojos I was actually able to find cheaper. We had gotten to what I call the glut, where they're everywhere. And three of the four I was able to actually get cheaper than AFX was offering them for. But that fourth one, that Miss Marvel, I had to go to a place that I shop regularly who would have shipped it on time. And who instead, I now had to pay $75 for a $55 item. Not terrible, though, considering how bad you could have been screwed. But you should have been screwed at all. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's, again, the point of the pre-order. They just shouldn't accept ship-all-at-once options if this is how they're going to treat it. They should be like Gentle Giant and be like, we will charge you shipping as it comes in. And that would have been fine. Yeah, I would have known at least going in and gone well. At least I'm getting this saved, but oh my god, that just, oh, I was really pissed off about that. But what it meant was, within three days, I had all those Bishoujos AFX never sent me, and now I know AFX has deep sales, and I will go to them for deep sales. And I know they get exclusives, like from Diamond. They get exclusive Diamond Selects and Diamond Mini Mates. I will shop there for exclusives. There's no other way, but... Anything else, even if they're a couple dollars less expensive now, I'm going to shop at Entertainment Earth or Most Wanted Collectibles or Big Bad Toy Store or someplace that didn't screw me over in this way. I mean, they didn't even email me and say, hey, we got this in. Would you like us to ship it separately at a separate shipping charge? If not, we will be selling them to other people and you'll get a new order. Because some of these Bishoujos, even if they're not limited, 
Kodo doesn't make them anymore. They have to go back and do another run. And some of the ones, like, specifically, I know the Catwoman, they're never making her again. So if you don't have Catwoman, you're never getting Catwoman. I know she's not Marvel, but she's the one, only one I know of. But other than the limited ones, like the exclusives. Right. So I just want to warn people to not pre-order from Shop AFX unless it is their exclusive. It's the only reason I will ever pre-order from them again. And I will do my best to not give them my money since they did their best to not take it. <laughs> only fair. But let's look at a couple of these Bishojos. Because almost as bad as Shop AFX is my contractor, but he's finally done with my theater room. <laughs> so I'm able to it's get... It's not done. It's, you don't have the floor registers in. I can set up furniture without floor registers. So I'm finally actually able to get out some of these high-end collectibles that I purchased right before we moved or during the move and put them out on display. Crazy concept. And so what I wanted to look at this show, because so much time has passed, I'm kind of needing to group these Bishojos. So I wanted to look at the Black Widow, of which there are four, one of which was one that I recently purchased from someone other than Shop AFX, and there it was a Shop AFX exclusive version that I did get at San Diego Comic-Con in person to mail home. Now, the Black Widow has come out four times. Kodo, because these are less expensive items, love doing some variants with them. And in this case, there have been two Black Widow releases, and then each one of those two releases got a variant. In 2009, when the line was new, we started with our basic Black Widow. She's pretty good. I like her hair. She's got a nice action shot. Her belt is a little bit loose, which is kind of cool because you can kind of ride it down on her hip there. I don't know why they didn't attach it. Maybe it was an afterthought. Maybe it's because it would have looked a little silly if they'd made it as tiny as they made the waist. Because, I mean, people complain about Barbie dolls being unrealistically proportioned. This would be freakish as a human, but it's kind of an anime style. I will say I was never into anime style. Primarily, I don't like the big eyes and the look, but the Bishojo line is one that kind of grew on me with their face. Of course, the face isn't where they want you to look with her. No, it isn't. <laughs> It is her melons. This Bishojo is all about the boobs, quite honestly. This is where their focus lie. There's a zipper, there's... It means pretty girl, though. Yes, it does. Girls and are it... more than boobs, are we? Yes, you are. I mean, look at the big anime eyes they gave mm -hmm. her, see? But I do admire some of the details, like her pants are wrinkled. Like the mm -hmm. leather, they're not just like an action figure. There's seams in it as if it were real pleather. Real pleather. <laughs> <sighs> and they gave her an action-y pose shooting over her shoulder. Her hair's flowing out. That's a big trademark of the Bishojos is the hair is always flowing out in a random direction. That hair is amazing, though. Hair is one of the hardest things to get right. And this just gives it so much dynamicness to it, I guess, that it makes this one, I think, better than the variant. Yeah, because then in 2009, that's when this one came out, in the 2009 Comic-Con, they came out with a variant, which is the blonde version of the Black Widow, but it's more than just a hair chain. The pose is the same, the base is the same kind of weird model runway kind of art deco base, but she is now completely covered in the breast area and has an exposed midriff. Mm -hmm. It's like she got... A wild hair and decided she needed a bob, like a little shag haircut. Well, it's two different characters. I'm going to be honest. I would have to look up the blonde Black Widow's name. I know Natasha Romanoff. I do not know who the blonde one is off the top of my head. But they also gave her a different head. It's different hair. The face, I think, is a little bit different. It seems to me like there's a, well, maybe it's the same face and the hair just really is changing everything. And she also does not have the belt, which could be one of the reasons why they didn't sculpt it on there, is because they knew they were going to do this midriff variant. So is her torso and boob area different, other than being exposed? The one where it's covered has wrinkles on her clothes in that area, whereas this one doesn't, and this one has wrinkles in the breast area. It looks like they just kind of threw some plastic on there to see how it would end up looking. It's kind of wrinkled funny on her chest. Hmm. So, at least a little bit of re-sculpting going on. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. But this was back in 2009 that these came out. And when they were making these, these were one-ninth scale. 
So, Justin, there's another one you can tick off the every fraction will have its own toy line there. (laughs) But the line, while embraced by fans, kind of got some complaints. And so now they have redone the Black Widow in a more standard one-eighth scale. You can check that one off, too. (laughs) What if I wanted to do, like, one-thirty-second scale? Could I get the license for that? Quite possibly. Now, here they have completely redone it, and I love what this shows is how the Bishoujos have changed between 2009 and 2012 when this one came out, because the thing that strikes me most is when I got my early Bishoujos, I never thought anything of the base. It just was a base. But now you've got Black Widow with this brick wall and this gray thing that looks like cement, and they've really created kind of an environment for the base versus just this Art Deco model runway thing. Honestly, they fixed her boobs. They look more realistic in this one than they do in that first one. They don't look like two grapes just stuck to her chest. Well, if the first release was all about the T, this release is all about the A. That's correct. Well, (laughs) that one's got a lot of A over there, though, too. Not as much as this one. Perhaps because it's being played by Scarlett Johansson, but Black Widow's got butt and I cannot lie. (laughs) Yeah, this one's A on display. I mean, she's laying it out there. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it makes a really weird thing, and I do not check this. I really don't. But I have to take pictures for the site. All of a sudden, I realize in the crotchular region is very weird on her. Very weird. Like how? Tell me. Like, they put wrinkles in it. They sculpted the vajayjay. (laughs) They give her a camel toe? No, they just put wrinkles like there's bunched up material. One of the wrinkles is just a little bit too much genitalia for me. (laughs) One of the wrinkles is a little too wrinkle. Oh, boy. Now, she comes with an interchangeable hand. By default, she just has a empty hand. She's not carrying a gun. But you can put in her hand this giant-ass sniper rifle. And that's sculpted to the hand, so the whole hand comes out? Yes. That makes it easier than trying to fit it into a hand. I'll be honest. Yeah. The problem is, it is really hard to get under her arm. The stock of the gun is bigger, and so I really fear... That if you put this in or if you take it out a lot and things, it's going to cause wear on the very shiny material of the plastic. Because these are shiny. I mean, her outfit really does look like real patent pleather. It looks like vinyl. It doesn't look like patent pleather. That is total S&M gear. The vinyl. All she needs is a gimp mask. (laughs) Well, she does have a mask laying on the ground. The regular version has Daredevil's mask with whom she had a Delante. Is that how you pronounce it? An Afternoon Delight. Yes. Skyrockets in flight. I was going to say a blind date. (laughs) (laughs) Justin for the win. (laughs) Now, they did change this from when we first saw her at San Diego Comic-Con last year because she was going to have translucent hair for some reason. It was going to be far more red. But we were were told at Toy Fair that that was not the final hair. They did go brunette and not really anime red hair and they did not i think it's still a translucent plastic but it's painted over so thick that it doesn't really have a translucent feel it's more translucent in the front than it is in the back if you turn her towards you i don't want to touch her little alfalfa sprout there but if you turn this towards you you'll see that the front's slightly different color it's more translucent the little alfalfa sprout scares the hell out of me that that's gonna break oh yeah what they've done is they looks like they gave her semi-translucent hair and then put a wash over it. So in the back, it looks like she has highlights. Oh, that's kind of cool. And you're right. That little alfalfa sprout's going to come off. Not if I'm careful. Just begging to break off of there. Well, I like that on the variant, amongst other little changes, the pleather isn't as shiny. They really went all out with this variant, I think. It's the same base with the brick wall, the same pose, but... Now she's in a silver outfit, a silverish gray outfit, instead of the, as Marjorie called it, S&M gear. And she comes with an alternate hand. Now, instead of a gun, she has a knife, which is actually, first of all, fits very well. It doesn't brush up against the body. And second of all, I love that it's like a Rambo knife with the teeth. Serrated. Yeah, but it's Rambo's. I mean, let's face it, Rambo popularized it. It is the exact same sculpt. They gave her a different belt, which I kind of like, too. This one has a gold belt, whereas the old one had the black and silver belt. Oh, yeah. 
It's just a lot of attention to detail, and this one comes with Hawkeye's mask instead of Daredevil's mask. That's kind of scandalous. Yeah, she's she's a little bit uh, a little bit flusy-ish. Yeah, hussy. Hussy, hussy widow. So you're saying a woman who has two partners in her lifetime is a hussy? If they're both superheroes, yes. Okay, well, I guess. Or else well, she's got a type. <laughs> well, <laughs> Haw- <laughs> Hawkeye isn't really a superhero. He has no powers. He just has arrows. He just has aim. True. I'm going to ding them. There's one big thing they did wrong. I love the way they did Daredevil's mask because it kind of L-shaped. It's slumped against the wall and everything. Hawkeye's mask is just like almost like a cookie you'd get at (laughs) Williams-Sonoma if there was a Hawkeye cookie mold. It is just flat and there is no good way to lean it against the wall. It falls over all the time. (laughs) Well, maybe it's supposed to lean against the floor, just laying on the floor. (laughs) And here's my problem with masks like that. They're weird looking. Batman's mask, very odd when it's not on Batman. Hawkeye and Daredevil's mask, equally odd when they're not on their heads. Agreed. It's that gaping mouth. It's just creepy. I think it's less creepy on Daredevil, though, because it's just kind of folded there, whereas Hawkeye actually has this big hole where his mouth should be. (laughs) It it seems like that piece might have been rushed. Like, oh no, we have an exclusive? We need to put a different mask out? Get, get that uh, rejected concept on the uh, Hawkeye that we threw out. We'll just throw <laughs> that on there. <laughs> so of the four, I really do think the AFX San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Black Widow with the silver outfit and the one-eighth scale is my favorite of the group. And the, which one is that? The, the, the last one we discussed, the one with the knife and the Hawkeye Gold mask. belt. Gold belt. All right. Interesting. I think I personally would have gone for the more shiny outfit. That one seems to be... She has the better mask, but I just... I prefer the subtleness of the silver versus the shiny of the black. To each their own. But I definitely say both are an improvement over the last one, which in in terms of sculpt, in terms of size, but of the original ones, I like the original release, like you said, Justin, with the flowing hair much better than the blonde release. The original one also just has this stupid pose. I mean, it's kind of a Charlie's Angels-ish thing. I'm not even looking where I'm shooting. That that just seems dangerous. That's not cool. Maybe she's ready <laughs> to cold cock somebody with that gun. <laughs> That's true. She could be bitch slapping. Yep. Not shooting. In which case, you might want to take your finger off the trigger, because when you bitch slap, it's going to go off. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's one to grow on. <laughs> When pistol whipping someone, don't have your finger on the trigger. That only leads to unintentional injury. (laughs) (laughs) So that's this series of Bishoujos. It's two different characters with two different variants. In a future show, when Hasbro is also equally lax in releasing things, we'll talk about the Phoenix. Ooh, we've talked about a few of them before. We talked about a couple, but there's a couple more now. Yeah, there's the, those keep growing. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> call out the elephants in the room. Are they that bad? It's not like they're the ones in the Entertainment Earth catalog that they the blur out parts. Have you seen? Have you ever seen the paper catalog, Justin, for Entertainment Earth? Oh yeah. And they animate things, and you have to like they blur out some stuff. Yeah. The, oops. Or they put the little censored bars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like it's that, but I just think that these are good art that they come from. I have a lot of fun when I'm in the photo studio taking pictures of these high-end collectibles, be it a Hot Toy or a Bishoujo, because I don't have to do the work. The sculptors did the work for me. I can't take bad pictures of these. Hasbro figures, if I take it wrong, it looks like they just got out of a car wreck and are in some kind of traction. (laughs) Yeah, these sculpts are always done well. And like you say, the pose are always pretty interesting. Well... That is it for this week. Remember, leave us your voicemails. Tell us what you think. Are Bishojos too much? Would you hide them if having company? Would you hide them if showing your house? Would you not buy a house if you saw them in it? Like, I wouldn't Deal take break. them with me when I go. <laughs> Just knowing that they were in there is enough <laughs> to make me turn around. <laughs> So give us a call, 803-MARVEL-4, 803-627-8354. Hoping to have a voicemail episode here in the next couple of weeks. Until next time, true collectors. Make mine marvelicious. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving a positive review for the show on iTunes. 
There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade with the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4 or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Podcast enhancement by Barrett. Marvelicious website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Announcements by Brock. The Marvelicious theme song, Bam Pow Kablam, is composed by Joe Harrison. See more of Joe's work at www.starwarsfanworks.com slash lionsmouth. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered weekly at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at swactionnews.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. There's a good chance that in the middle of this recording I might flip my sh** because I will have won a Logan for uh, pretty much retail. But uh, it's highly unlikely, but there's 80 minutes left on the auction and I'm a high bidder. Oh, wow. So. I like that it's expanding. It starts small and gets bigger as it goes out. And, what, you guys aren't touching that one? I didn't even... (laughs) (laughs) No, here's the thing. They just keep doing it so often, it's just not even worth it anymore. (laughs) We gotta gotta pick our our battles. (laughs) If you're on a road trip and you just can't make it to the rest stop, it's about the angle of peeing in the wild. (laughs) You pee differently in the wild? So I don't have a penis, so I'm not really sure about this. (laughs) I'm glad you don't have a penis. Newsflash! (laughs) But the stream goes further when it's not hitting a target. (laughs) The unencumbered outdoor pee. (laughs) It has two holes on it that I know what they're for. You put your fingers in the holes because then (laughs) Carnage can hold his axe. Axe. A-X-X. Or (laughs) A-X-E. I'm going to ask you a question, Justin. (laughs) Man, I wish Shocker was in this pack. (laughs) (laughs) What did I say this time? He's got two holes and fingers that you put in to hold his axe. Oh, wait, two holes. Okay. Two holes, fingers, Shocker. Here we go. (laughs) Even Carnage is covering his face like, oh my god, he said that. (laughs) I'm having too much fun playing with my toys. I'm going to turn on the (laughs) light. Marjorie just made the rocket shoot. Did you turn the webcam on already? Yes. Oh, you watched me shoot the rocket. Yeah, so it go out the door. <laughs> um, that could be, but it looks like pink eye. I agree. It does look like pink eye. <laughs> no one should feed him any Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> like two people got that, and we were both on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Worcestershire sauce. Hmm. Now. Try to make all my noise now. Somebody asked shipping rates of the DVD to Australia, and I misread the email and said, here's the shipping rates to the UK, and he actually responded back, actually, Arnie, Australia's not in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) Durr. No, now I feel like an idiot. Marjorie, touch the head. (laughs) Arnie, you have the webcam on. Are we charging for this? (laughs) 
UK. And the Australia Australia is not in the UK, as I've learned. <laughs> Just re- recently. But let's look at a couple of these Bishojos. What? Oh, I think we're out of time, Justin. <laughs> I think Matt Damon's here. Yeah. <laughs> and Lindsay Buckingham. Oh, Lindsay. <laughs> Do you want to repeat that? I got it at San Diego Comic Con to mail home. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Why? I misunderstood what you were saying. Where are they in the gallery? Well, you can actually see the actual items. Oh, yeah, you're right. I can. <laughs> you're sitting right here. <laughs> And Old Man Logan sold for 200 outside of my range. Ouch. It's going to come out! <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the scale. I should have looked this up. I apologize. <laughs> okay, got it. I'm a married adult male. I'm not getting my jollies off plastic. I actually think these are really well done sculpts. Jollies. <laughs> Do people still get their jollies off? Is that still a thing? I'll show you later. Okay. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it just sounds like such an old phrase. Get your jollies off. Like someone with a flat top and thick horny glasses would say it. When making whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> Done well. And like you say, the pose are are always pretty interesting as I knock over half the figures on my desk. Just add them to the pile with the helicarrier. <laughs> <laughs> Just toss them over there. <laughs> you can have a bonfire. Until next time, true collectors. Make mine marvelicious. Yeah. Is that a thing now? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not want it to be a thing now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm so conflicted. laughs>